0: I certainly am thankful for each one of you being here today. You love for the Lord Jesus and for the songs and and uh, callings that's already been made here in the church today. What a blessed, wonderful experience it is to be together with God's people. I was thinking about uh, when Brother Todd was doing the uh, children's church. Uh, I always appreciate what Brother Todd tells us. But uh, Cleve, uh, heart standing there. Uh, who now was one of the star football players down at Southeast Bullock. But some of you that have been here a while might remember this. When Cleve was about the size of some of those little ones, uh, we would do the children's church, and then they would go, Cleve would go with some others to the, uh, to the uh, nursery or whatever. Well, Cleve would, would make a statement. Cleve, I don't want to embarrass you. You would come up and uh, walk up and shake my hand. You remember that? Cleve would do that every time. I never, I never forgot that. I mean, just a little boy coming up, he would step up these steps and shake my hand. Uh, I never forget that. It's amazing the, uh, the little things that you do that you still remember. Uh, today I'm talking about praising God. And I'm going to do it from the aspects of God's great creation. We're in a theme that I've tried to say or, or, or title, Begin Again. Now, if you haven't spent time this morning praising God, you need to begin again. Because I'm going to tell you, the birds are way ahead of us. They praise God every day. And they do it early. There were times during this summer, I told my wife, I'd get up early before daylight, those birds were praising God. They sang it while it's still dark. I'll tell you what, now seriously, praising God is important. It's important to God, but it's important to you. I want to talk about that and want God to help me because I can't do anything without him. Neither can you, but we sure can do all things with him. Praising God. Um, And I pray that God would help us to begin again in that. Every day, God begins again in his praise through his great and wonderful creation. Now what praise is, is an expression of your satisfaction or your approval of something or someone. Someone. So what that means is we're to praise God all the time, and that means we're we're expressing an approval of God. This is okay. This is all right. It, it involves sometimes we're getting hurt. You don't feel like praising God, but but that's the most times. It's just like prayer. When we don't feel like praying, it's when we need to pray the most. When you don't feel like coming to church, it's when you need to come the most. See, the devil does not want God to be praised. And also I looked at those quarters up there on that table and I thought about, you know, you can take a quarter, as small as it is, and you can go outside in this beautiful day and we're going we're to talk about the sun, the S-U-N God has made. And, you know, you can, you can put it up close enough to your eye and you can block the sun out. We can block things out of God that's trying to talk to us and show us in our life because of, of uh, distractions in our life. We need to be so mindful of God in praising. And we need not need to be ashamed of God in praising God. Brother Billy Prosser is sitting here. and uh, Brother Billy, I don't know if you can hear me or not, but I won't say it. Brother Billy, uh, one day I was, I was up here and in the prelude. I was sitting in this chair. And Brother Billy, they are sitting further back then. Brother Billy Prosser comes walking up here. And Brother Randy probably don't walk up in the pulpit for nothing, okay? I remember he walked up here, and I thought to myself, I stood up, I said, well, maybe it's a prayer request. No, he stood up there, and he, he pulled out a picture out of his pocket. He said, Brother Randy, I want you to see what I see every morning. As you know, Brother Billy had a shrimp boat most of his life. He pulls out this picture of a sunrise on the Atlantic Ocean. I still have that picture, Brother Billy. What I'm trying to say that for is this man was saying, listen, he was doing that, I'm praising God. He wasn't out there because he had a shrimp boat. He was out there because he was seeing God, okay? Because see, if you don't see God, you can't see anything else. The sun that we, we see, the natural son of God, and the natural sun rather that God made, you cannot look at that sun directly. But I can tell you this: by that sun, you see everything else. You sure do. And if your life is boring, if your life is doubtful and fearful, and you just you just seem like you're in a mess, and oftentimes you are, I'm going to tell you, you need to look at God. You need to praise him. And we need to do it now. We don't need to wait. there come a day when we can't praise him. At least on earth. I want you to look at a verse, a few scriptures with me. I want you to look at a psalm with me. You'll never find any greater way of expressing praise of God than God's word. But particularly in the psalms. So I want you to stand with me because I'm going to read a profound psalm 19. Would you please stand and let's read this together. It is the Word of God, wholly inspired by God Almighty. Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork. Day unto day utter speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoices as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven, and his circuit unto the ends of it, and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then then shall I be upright and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Thank you so much, Lord, for your word. Would you please sit down? Thank you so much. So when we think about the psalm, this psalm 19, we see certainly that creation is a part of God, of God's praise. See, the stars are the oldest testament of God. We also see that the, 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 they manifest or declare, the Bible says, the glory of God. That's His creation, okay? They don't say a word. They do it by who they are, how God made them, okay? Then we see in this Psalm the Word, which is not really a part of my text necessarily, but we see see the glory of God expressed in His creation, but then we see the grace of God expressed in His Word. Now what that does to you, as we see, as we know this is a Psalm of David, It makes you uh, aware of your littleness. It makes you aware of your sinfulness. For David ends this song after acknowledging the God of glory and praising creation and also the grace of his word. He says, look, God, I'm a sinner. Cleanse me from my secret sins and faults. That's what I'm going to talk about tonight, by the way secret sins. I tell you, when you get close to God, it's just getting like getting close to a mountain. The closer you get, the bigger it is. The closer we get to God, the holier He is and the more sinful we are. What is amazing paradox of Christians to me is understanding in my little mind. I bet you experienced this too. I feel closer to God in my life now on earth than probably I've ever felt before, okay? But here's the paradox. I feel more sinful than I've ever felt before also. You see, when we think about worshiping God, we'll never, ever get it just right. We probably none know how far we come short of really praising God like we oughta or how distracted we really are when we pray. I know I'm so easily ret- distracted seems like. But I'm going to say this because we need God. We need to refocus on him. We need to begin again and rejoice in His great and great holy ways and blessings in our life. And uh, we need to begin with God. I want to try to say three things from this text and maybe look at some other places. When I think about the beginning of praise, okay, that is my title, but we need to understand that praise begins with God. So God's creation begins was here before we were. Now, even though we were saved before the foundation of the world, it's what God says, and I believe it, we were not able to express and see the great creation. Man was the last of God's creatures that he created. See, God always goes ahead of us. He prepares. And then he puts us in that prepared place. Ultimately, that's gonna be heaven. Which, by the way, earth is a preparatory for praising God. Because that's what heaven is going to be like, praising God. No, it's not going to be going to church all day. Don't worry. It's going to be the most blessed expression of praising God. Every breath you take, everything you do in this very earth we walk on is going to be redeemed. And all creation, which, by the way, groans for that day, as I speak, rejoices in in the redemption that is in Christ our Lord. It's going to be a wonderful experience. We have so much to look forward to. In fact, we need to praise God. So I want to say, first of all, that we begin praise by looking up. And I think the psalmist is clear on that. Declare, God, your glory. That's what praise does. God says, look at this. When you look at the sun and the moon and the stars and the mountains and the ocean, I'll tell you, what we're longing for is infinity. Man has a void for an infinity because we are created eternal beings, okay? And because of the sin of Adam, we are so messed up. We're so confused by our sinful nature that we long after that fulfillment in temporal things. But it's not gonna happen. We gotta look up. We gotta look at God. That's what eternity's about. That's what God is about. God says, look at me. Psalms 50, 23, God's word says, Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me. See, we're created to praise and glorify God. If we're not doing that, when He say, God, help me. I want to praise you. Now, there'll be a day coming that I won't be able to preach, but I, I pray there'll never be a day I won't praise God. John Brandon Purser, I remember over here in hospice a few hours before he died, I happened to be there with the family and he calls everybody in. See, this was a sacred moment. Praise is like that. I remember that, Brother joy when your daddy died. I remember the glow in his bedroom when your mama called me over. Brother John Brandon called us in and And he sat up in his bed and he says, I want to just praise God. And so he had us pray and he says, Thank you, God, for blessing me with this family and this life on earth. I mean, he went away from here praising God. (laughs) I mean, that's a powerful testimony. Praise God. It's the platform. I mean, the Creation is a platform for praising God. Now you know rightly so. Probably in a few minutes you're going to want me to shut up. And most of the time I talk too much anyway and say so little. But when you walk down those steps and you head to your car, God is going to be preaching to you still. You're going to see the sun. Tonight you're going to see the stars and the moon. If you look, you will. God has preachers in the sky (laughs) 24-7. He does. Our problem is we get so distracted. We'd rather check our email than check what God is doing and has done in this great created world that he has. And the sad part is we pay more attention to what somebody says in an email or a text than what God is saying in the, in the sky. And we ought not. Romans eleven thirty six 36 says, All things are by him and for him and to him and through him that we might glory him and ever. Greatly to be praised is our God. Now, if I ask you, do you pray? Everybody in this room would say yes. Preacher, I pray all during the day. I bet you do. I try to too. But what about praise? Do you praise God? See, that's that's where we really have to think a little bit. Most of us will like, you know, we say, well, I complain a lot. I'll tell you what praise will do. It will kind of vent that, uh, that uh, discontentment and that murmuring and, and say, God, you are right. I'm an approving of everything because you got to know this. If our God, not a if, since our God is creator of all this great universe. And he did it all out of nothing. We can be sure that everything that comes in our life, if we're obeying and trusting him, is God's will for us. You hear me good? That includes a lot of different situations. But that's how God is. That's how much God loves us. You know, when you think about the sun, the moon, and the stars declaring the glory of God, what a blessing that is. What a joy that is to understand that. You know, Psalms 147 says that God telleth the stars, He names them. God knows all the stars by name. Now, that ought to humble us. We went to my, 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 my daughter Kelsey down to uh, Savannah the other night to uh, Allen Jackson. And I hadn't been in a great crowd in a long time. But I was standing there talking to Laura, waiting on Penny and Kelsey. And I mean, there's multitudes of people nine, 10,000. I said to her, I said, I don't know anybody here, but God knows every one of them. She says, You know what, Brother Ren? He said, that shows us how big God is, doesn't it? I said, it sure does. And I bet you five minutes later, some guy walks up to me and says, aren't you Brother Randy? I said, yeah, well, yeah. He said, I've been to church there before. He said, I just wanted to speak to you. I was just shocked him, you know. So, so when we think about praising God, when we think about what God has called us to do, look at Psalms 45, 1 and 2. Here's what it says. I will extol thee. That's what praise is. Lift you up. Make something of you. I will extol thee, my God. A personal venture here, my friends. O king, the biggest one the best one, the highest one, the glorious one. I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Now listen, I don't have to tell you, that Alan Jackson can sing, buddy. He wrote some songs about life that if that man had been called to be a preacher, gosh, I don't know what God would have done with him. And I praise him for his gift. But I can't bless him. I can bless God. That's what the psalmist is saying. Praise and bless it's a difference. You can play, praise somebody for, for hitting a baseball or throwing a football. But the psalmist says in 103, says, Lord, I praise thee. Bless my soul, O God. You know, give God your soul blessing, him, praising, him, because only He has the grace that He gives you eternal life. In every, every way we praise God prompts prayer. My second point is this I want to see first the glory that is declared by the creation, both the skies and the firmament of earth even the cotton fields and the peanut fields right now are praising God. They are. The larks in the field rise up singing, praising God. We ought to be praising God in whatever we do. But understand that secondly, this song we sing, Amazing Grace, the platform for that is Amazing Praise okay? When I look at the prayers of people like Hezekiah, when God restored his health and let him live ten more years, he bows down and acknowledged God that made heaven and earth. See, we need to see God as that grace which prompts us. Oh God, the grace that you give us. Because see, in God's creation is I understand it. I had a Good meeting with Brother Arthur Woodsham the other day. And you know, Brother Arthur's a scientist, but he believes in God. And when you get a scientist that believes in God, you have something that grace manifests in his life. Brother Arthur tried to tell me in a brief way, explain physics. <laughs> he said, Brother Randy. Mass is energy contained. Just remember that. Did you know that you are mass, but you're a vessel God has put energy in, the energy of the Holy Spirit, and what holds these stars together, and the sun and the moon, is what God has put together. And not only has He created, but He sustains it. And He will sustain His creation. And His grace sustains us as well. Kind of reminds me years ago when my daughters, Jennifer and Ashley, were little girls. Because of my sin and situations in life, we were separated. What a horrific time in my life. And I would take them up to Virginia after the summers and I would leave their place and they'd be standing at the window crying. They didn't know it but I cried too all the way to the North Carolina line. I remember getting home and in my brokenness, hope you have to never feel those things, but even there I wouldn't change a thing in so many ways because I would not be preaching today had God not God broke my heart and shown me his glory. And I remember getting out of the house one day after my house and got back home and I walk into my door and I see a big moon up there. I see God. You got to understand this about creation. Creation is not God. Understand that? Don't you get into that pantheism and idolatry and worshiping the sun and the moon and stuff like that? I will say I think it's a spiritual coincidence that the twelve signs of the zodiac begin with Virgin and end with a Lion. I don't think that's by accident. But I remember seeing that moon and it just comforted me so, and I go in there and I call the girls. 500 miles away. And I say, girls, I want you to go out. I want you to walk out on your patio and I want you to look at the moon. Because I'm looking at the same moon. And we're going to look together at the same moon. And you know what? That brought us closer together. See, when you see God, you're going to see the closeness. See, God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But even in our departed loved ones, He says to be absent from the Lord, from the body, to be present with the Lord. So if they're with God and God's with us, they're not very far away. See, that's why we need infinity. I remember walking the beaches of Dog Island many summers, summers, and I took you there with me. You didn't know it, but you you were there. There's something about walking on the beach and the infinity and the immensity of God that it gives you a peace. It prompts you to pray. It's It's a platform again for grace to take over in your life. It shows us how little we are, how sinful we are, and how great God is. And it humbles us. And I remember walking there, and I'd call you by name walking down that beach at the early morning hours. And I'd pray for you. Now, that wasn't because I was some pious, faithful preacher, it's because God was there. It's because the ways of God's mercy are new every morning. It's because you can pick up a seashell and hear the roar of the sea no matter where you are. I tell you, sometimes in this life, not maybe some of when in this life, you get to a rock you cannot carry. Stand on it. You stand on it. And that's what God is about. There's some birds, my friends, you can't carry. I remember years ago, I was in high school, and we went out and got in a guy's pond one night. We were camping out we shouldn't have been in. We got out there in the water at dark, didn't want to turn the light on, didn't want anybody to see us. Called ourselves fishing. We run up on a stump. Boat turned over. There were three of us in there. One of the guys couldn't swim. No wonder all three of us weren't drowned. It was a pretty good sized pond. I didn't know what happened to the guy that couldn't swim. I just heard him screaming. Me and the other guy, the boat had turned upside down, but you know you can paddle that kind of boat off. and dog paddle it to the shore. I looked back and Joy, we heard him cry out. He was hanging on a stump. Right in the middle of the pond. I said, Joey, you just hang on, son. Don't you let go of that stump. See, the very stump that caused that boat to turn over is a stump that saved that fellow's life. What I'm trying to tell you, because of God, our Creator, and the grace He gives you, that very stump in your life that you don't think you can turn over, that very stump that has turned your life over, you hang on it, you stay with God. Because just maybe God has ordained that to be to preserve your life. Don't you tell me that, well, you know, if things are not going good, i not doing good. I'm going to tell you, God may be using you in ways you don't ever know. Then lastly, the beginning of praise is gratitude. Thankful, oh God. I'm just thankful. That's how you praise God. Because I guarantee you, if God sends Monday, you're going to have enough of Monday that you're going to be able to praise God on Tuesday for. You hear me? You're going to never, this sun and moon and stars, they never run out of praise. (laughs) They don't ever quit. And the thing is, about our life, God is blessing us so much and giving us so much and loves us so much. How in the world can we not praise Him? Are we going to be like, you know, when we see the birds and the frogs and the crickets and the sun and the moon and the stars and the wind and the trees praising God? Or what are we going to do, sit there like a knot on a log? Man, God forbid I mean, that we would have the audacity of not praising our Heavenly Father. May God give us grace to praise Him. I'll close in Psalms 48. There's a couple of verses just to share a minute. There's so many places of Scripture that's about praising God, as you know. Verse 48, Psalm 48. Verse 1, rather, Psalm 48. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God and the mountain of His holiness. Beautiful for situation, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of the great King. When I think about being thankful, when you think about creation, we need to be looking at it with our eyes wide open. Don't squint when you look at God in creation. See, I said it's not God, but it's the presence, it's the evidence of God. That's what creation ought to be. So when we take communion up here, the, the unleavened wafers we eat and the cups of wine we drink are not the blood of Jesus and the body of Jesus, literally. But they represent what Jesus has done for us. So when you go to the mountains and you see a mountain, you see the faithfulness of God. <laughs> Thou hast been with us before the mountains in all generations, Psalms 90 says. Sometimes when your life is out of control, I never will forget a time I was in the mountains. I don't know if they still have them with all the technology changed, but they had roads up there And they would have a sign on the front of it that said runaway truck route. Have you ever seen those? So those 18 wheelers on those mountain roads would get going down and their brakes might fail. Sometimes, because you're loaded up with so much in your life, your brakes might fail. You might not get stopped. So, what those runaway truck zones for roads were, they would stop the 18 wheeler. And what stopped them was not the brakes, but the mountains. See? See, the sun that we see every morning, God wants us to see it and say, God is like that. A hundred times bigger than the earth. 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Everything is heated and warmed by. There's not a a sinner. There's not an addicted person. There's not a a, a castaway anywhere that that sun can't warm and lighten. There's not. Just like God's reign goes on the just and the unjust, his sun is there. And we acknowledge that radiance of God is a God of joy. And we need to adore Him. And we need to see the stars. You know, the stars are out 24-7. You just can't see them until it's dark. So many believers, we need to know we're stars by God's grace. But you can't see us until life gets dark. May the Lord bless us. You know, we're to wash our face. When I get up in the morning, I usually go to the bathroom and then I wash my face. Do you do that, something like that? I do. I mean before coffee. Now that's next. But I was thinking we need to wash our face with praise. Open my eyes, God. Get the man of my sleepiness out and brighten my life so that I would see you. Just like a man told me one time in Ludowice, Georgia. Found out he had cancer and I was visiting with him. He had a little dog sitting over there and he said, you know, Randy, he started petting his dog. He said, you can't pet a dog and think about your problems at the same time. You can't look at the sun and the moon and the stars. You can't sit on a deer stand or a duck line and watch the daybreak without adoring and praising God. Now you hunters tell me. I mean, praising God is a response. It's not something you get to make you religious. It is a response to what God has done for you. It is a wonder that He loves us so. It is. Would you bow with me? We thank You, most precious Heavenly Father. Lord, I don't believe there's a man or a woman in this room that doesn't want to praise You more. and Probably not also any that doesn't acknowledge we don't praise You enough. Oh God, You know our heart though and we pray that You would fill us with praise no matter what the circumstances might be. For we know, Lord, if we praise you for your mercies, the mercies will last longer. But also, if we praise you in our miseries, the miseries will be shorter. That's what praise does. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen.